0: Is by Yigash. Um, What we want to look into today is the status of Yehuda. Actually, you know that Yehuda became the king of Israel or members of his family. How how did that happen exactly? How was it that Yehuda was chosen of the 12 sons of? of yaakov to become the king of israel and uh, not only how was he chosen but when was he chosen what did he do that was so remarkable that made him the king of israel but instead of starting at the beginning we're going to start at the end because the end is our parasha it's our portion so if you look at you see the, the the uh the the psukim are on on the uh on the on the board here, I put them up, and uh, and I'll try to highlight the places that we're at. It, it, it was the the previous parasha, the parish of Miketz ended with a little speech by yosef now you have to imagine that the speech is taking place between the king of the world i mean it's true he was the second in contra- in command in in uh, in egypt but egypt became the breadbasket of the world yosef was the one in charge he was the one who created the economic miracle that was egypt at that time and he had just made a speech, uh, aimed at his brothers, which he explained that you know whoever stole this valuable cup that he had, would have to pay, pay the price, and he only he could pay the price. Only he would be put into jail for what he had done. Everybody else was free to go, and that was the end of the parasha. End of the parasha. Totally humiliating. The family, Yako's family, giving them little options of hope for change. And suddenly here we are in Vayigash. And Vayigash, Vayigash starts as follows, Vayigash Elam Yehuda. And this is like, you know, something that you have to understand. The literary presentation puts Yehuda at the at the top. By gosh, love Yehuda, he takes control. He says, be Adoni politely, right? Now, who does that? Is that what you do when you have something, when the king has just told you off, he's told you that there's no future, there's no hope, this is the way it has to be, and then Yehuda gets up and he says, I have something to say. But I have something to tell you. This is, don't get, get angry at, at me. you With the thick of his finger, he can put you into jail for the rest of your life. So you look at the Rashi. Rashi says, I say, you should be able to hear. Don't be angry. Rashi, Rashi feels it. What does that mean? He spoke harshly. He spoke harshly to to Yosef, Yosef, the king of the world. Does that make sense? Rashi says, "I think about you, King." ze Kemel, I think about you as the king. come over to keparo. keparo. Zepshutoh. Rashi says, that's the obvious meaning. Umedrasho, the less obvious meaning, the Midrash. Sovchalil kota lav bitzerat. Kemoshe laka paro al yedei. Ziknati. You, you, you imagine that Raji is saying that Kamocha Kaparo doesn't mean you're great like Paro, but it means you will fall like Paro. Imagine Yehuda standing there with his brothers around him and, and Yosef bedecked in the in the uh, uh, bedecked in the the trappings. Of the king of Egypt, I mean. Today we know a little bit about what that looks like. It looked good. It was fancy. It wasn't regular. So the king of of, of the world is being told. He says, "Don't don't get annoyed with me, because you could end up just like Paro. Paro will die from Surat, from leprosy. You too." Right? My grandmother, Sarah, Alayla, Ikva. He says that was enough to get rid of him and you will get rid of you as well. I mean, what does Rashi think this is? Why would Rashi say that or quote that? It doesn't seem at all reasonable or purposeful just as paro who uh, sends out edicts but never does anything say he promises and he doesn't do it you also are that way so he and that's what you said we should look carefully at. The further interpretation, If you really annoy me. I mean you said like 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 rashi. Rashi, I mean how could you explain rashi? Is rashi out of it so you know what's going on why does he say all of this is it for us we should feel good so i think i think that what rashi is saying is that there's really a turnaround here if you read all these psukim very carefully what you're going to see what you're going to see is that yehuda was in charge firstly because for Pasuk Yutzhet, until Pasuk Aleph of the next Perek, the speaker is Yehuda. Yehuda is not giving Paro or Yosef Yosef a chance to even respond. The attack that Yehuda was making on, on Yosef was so strong that Yosef was unable to respond to say a word, not a word. So now, he, he's doing something you never do with a king. He says, let, let me, let me uh, review the discussion. Let me tell you what you said, Pasuk all of this is Yehuda. He's telling the story over again. Now we're so used to the story that we read through it, we don't pay attention, but you have to pay attention. That's my younger brother. I told you. Remember, Yuda, you were talking to 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 uh, I mean it's self-evident to me. It's self-evident to me, but He can't leave his father. Don't you understand? You say, Don't you understand what our situation is? Why are you asking for things that I can actually do? Alinu Elav Decha Aviv again. We went to our father. And I mean the politeness is there, Decha oh. the servant, our father. And we told him everything you said. Go back and bring back a little bit of food. That was what our father. Our father said. Our father said. Uh, we have this problem we brought our youngest child we're not going to be able to go back home i mean what is this who's talking to whom here who's talking to whom who's absolutely silent who's acting in a non-magisterial way who is the one who is acting like the servant? And who is the one who is acting like the king? I mean, Yosef doesn't say a word. He puts up with all of this abuse. He's being abused, actually. <inaudible> he starts talking about the family what his father said i had two two sons born from my wife the one i really love and i said okay so we have a little bit of a problem Pasuktav tet, I'm sorry. Pasuktav tet ulakachtem gam et ze me impanai vikarawa son varidu varadetem et sevati bira ashaola. This apparently is a bad thing. Horadeti et sevati. My old age will go down into hell, some sort of hell, Shaol. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? When we come back and they don't see my younger brother, what will happen? I mean, I've explained this to you, king, king of Egypt. you have the ערב את הנער מאמ אבי למור אם לא אביינו אליך וחתתי לאבי כל הימים. פסוק למדגימו. ואתה ישב נעב דך תחת הנער אבד לאדוני ונער יעל עם כי אייגר ריינר דיב עין עינו יטא אנו בן בן אשר ימצא את ימצא אוקיי that's that's He uh, has a plea. I can't do it. I promise my father. I can't do it. Yehuda. Uh, Yehuda. I'm sorry. Yehuda says I can't do it. I promise my father. What's going to happen if I go back and I don't have Binyamin with me? I mean, he probably will die on the spot. So again, it's a conversation between two people on an equal level. And one of them is explaining to the other the nature of the mistake that he made. Yehuda is explaining to Yosef that he made a mistake. He doesn't want, I mean, I mean, I have this suspicion suddenly that Yehuda knew already who Yosef really was, or who the king of Egypt really was. Yehuda knew it. Why is he talking about his father as though Yosef has a special feeling for him? Why is he talking about the fact that his father will not be able to live through the the, the fact that he's losing another one of his sons, Binyamin, the youngest son. Why is he talking like that And So instead of responding, instead of telling him, Yehuda, listen, I'm the king here. And it doesn't work that way. What the king says, he goes. There's no changes. Instead, Perek Mem Hey, pasuk Aleph V'Lo Yacholios safely to Abek. Yosef could no longer control himself. He was listening to this attack by Yehuda. Lecholam Itzavimel of all those who were standing with him by Yekra. Otsiu Kol Ishme Alai. He got rid of all the foreigners, all the Egyptians, all the people who were around. And he was there alone with his brothers. That was his reaction. The reaction of the King of Egypt to the pleading of Yehuda, who was by comparison, not very impressive personality. That was his response by It was a great, a great cry. Everybody heard it. Even though, even though Yosef told them all to leave, all the Jews to leave, they were probably all standing behind some door or other listening. And all they heard was crying, crying and wailing. And soon, with soon, very soon. The word got out in all of Egypt that the king of Egypt was crying. He was crying. Rashi says, "Loyachol Yosef l'Tapek l'kol ad Nimtzaim couldn't do it. Lo ayachol lisbo sheiyu Mitzrayim Nitzavim alav b'shulim sheachav mit bishin v'hoda olahem." He, he didn't want everybody to know he was gonna tell them he was gonna come out so to speak and he didn't want everybody to know how embarrassed they would seem you know because they they after all they sold them to Egypt they caused him a certain amount of distress certain amount of distress Vaishma Beit Paro, Beit Oshel Paro, Kolmar, Avadav, Uvanav, Bnei Beit the servants, the people of the household. You know, servants are always know everything. Ve'Einzel Ashon Beit mamash ala Kimo, Kimo Beit Beit Yisrael, the the house of Israel, not a building. Uh, by Beit Yehuda, may I need a, a, a certain a foreign word? Uh, pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, the last Pasuk, I think, by Yomer Yo Elechav, Ani Yo Saif, Aoda Vichai, Velo Yachalechalas, but not Oto, ki Hallumi Panav, Nif Panav, but not Yehuda. They were ashamed about what they did, that they sold. So there's one winner here. The one winner, I mean, the losers are the brothers. And Yosef was also kind of a loser. Because this was the time that Yosef indicated or that it was indicated to Yosef that he was not gonna be the king of Israel. He was the king of Egypt, but that was a temporary position and he would not be allowed, he would not be allowed to become the king of Israel. And we see it in this interaction between Yehuda and Yosef. Yosef was the king of, Yosef was the king of Egypt, but he would not become the king of Israel. The king of Israel would go, as we see in next week's parasha, in the blessing that Yaakov has prepared for Yehuda, which includes apparently kingship of Israel. But if I would ask what I think is a reasonable question, uh, what were the, the things So we know a lot about Yehuda, and he actually lived a kind of a interesting life, you might say. He wasn't like everybody else. So the life of Yehuda, let's look at some of the features of the life of Yehuda. And try to understand why he was worthy of becoming the king. I mean, he metaphorically, he was certainly worthy. He stood up to kingship and declared his own kingship. He stood up to Yosef and he spoke to him like an equal. And in fact, everything, everything that Yosef that Yehuda said was not interrupted by Yaakov, not a word, even though everything Yehuda said was the contrary to what uh, what Yosef said. So let's look now at a few points that will remind us of who Yehuda was exactly. Yehuda starts off his life, you see Breshit, od uh, We're talking about Leah. Leah had another son. mo That Yehuda was special. He not only had a name, but he had a special reason for that name, and that special reason was Hodaa. Thanksgiving, but Talmud led it, and then his mother Leah didn't have any more didn't have any more children. So that, the spiritual side, of Yehuda, was assured. He was the child who caused his mother to be filled with thanksgiving, da and what was the Hoda about? So Rashi says, it's not on, on the sheet, but Rashi says that Leah knew that Yaakov, of course, Yaakov had four wives and that he was destined to have 12 sons. And that means that each of the wives should have had three sons. But Leah here had a fourth son in other words she was given some sort of special consideration from heaven and had four sons and she called that fourth sons the son of thanksgiving the son where i mean every child that is born it deserves a thanksgiving but this child was special because she knew that it was extra it was beyond it was something that she didn't expect to have I didn't expect to have that child. Right, so Rashi says, "I received more than that I deserved. I deserved three sons. I have four sons. So that that it's interesting. I mean, something worth worth noting. Something worth noting that Yehuda's birth was special." At least in the eyes of his mother, and she called him Yehuda, and Yehuda is somehow from the word Hodaa or Hodaya, Thanksgiving. He was the child of Thanksgiving. The next pasuk which I reference is is Breishit Perak Mem Gimul Pasuk I love love Yehuda. Lemor, and you that said, Ha'ed ate Bano Ha'ish ish Lemor, low to achichem itchem. it Rashi comments, Ha'ed Ha'ed, ate, Lashon hatra, hatra as a warning you need two witnesses to give a warning that regular kind warning is when you have witnesses i, I have given witness to you Go down and witness, give a witness. Okay. Don't imagine that you're going to see me unless you bring your brother. Okay. We'll leave that be for a minute. Right? Right? so that he was already the spokesman, okay? And Yehuda is the one who spoke up, the one who took, I'm sorry, I skipped one, right? Before that, there's this a uh, different story of Yehuda, This is the story of Yehuda and Tamar, right? Rashi says, The story of Yosef stops, he's sold, and then the story of Yehuda and Tamar begins, Lelame, Shahori Duhu, Achiv, me, Kidulato, Kishirau, Bitsarat, Abiem Amruata, Amarta Limkor, Ilo Avarta Lesla Ashivo, Aino Shomim Licha. So even in this disastrous act that Yehuda did. He suggested, Yehuda, Yehuda, remember, suggested that they sell Yosef, they had him bottled up in a pit someplace and they they wanted to let him die there. So Yehuda said, Mabetzah. Mabetzah meaning, what's our profit? Let's sell him, at least we'll have the money. Right, so here Rashi says that the, Rashi, uh, uh, the, second, the second source, Rashi says, that means beforehand with the story of the sale of Yosef, and now we have the story of Yehuda and Tamar. Why does this these two parashiyot come together? We have seek the parashiyot, shall Yosef, and the story stops talking about Yosef. They, they demoted him, Yehuda. When they saw how unhappy their father was, Amru, they said to Yehuda, you told us to sell him. Elu Amarta, elu to bring him back home. You would have told us to bring him back." So you see that even when they're complaining about Yehuda. Even when they realized that by listening to you, that did a terrible thing, even though Yehuda saw it differently, Yehuda saw that he was saving Yosef's life, they were prepared to kill him. So instead he said, let's not kill him, let's sell him. Then the brothers came along later on and said, if you would have told us to just bring him home, we would have brought him home. But here, look at what, it, what they say. <laughs> לשון התראה ששתה ותראה בבפני ידים לא תראו לי בלו אחיכם איתכם היה ולמד In other words, they they already instinctively accepted Yehuda's leadership, even though he hasn't done much in the way of leadership, but he was accepted. He was accepted, and so they say to him, if you would have told us to give him back, bring him home, we would have brought him we would have brought him home uh, the last pasuk you see that that Yehuda had these qualities he he was like invested or injected with O'dayahu, thanksgiving which is a kind of fundamental position vis-a-vis that was Yosef Yosef had that I'm sorry Yehuda had that then Yehuda Nude played a, a role, a decisive role, actually, in selling Yosef. And by that time, he already was accepted. His leadership was accepted by the brothers, although it wasn't formalized. And then there's the last uh, the last source on the page, l'horot makom, yityashev ba. So that Yehuda's job, Yehuda's job, says at Yehuda shalach lefanavel Yosef, Yaakov sent Yehuda, when Yaakov was about to go down to Egypt, he sent him to Yosef lahorot lefanav, goshta lahorot, to give direction, leadership, Torah, vayavo arza Goshen, and they came to the land of Goshen. Rashi says lefanav. Kodem sheyagiyah l'sham, before Yaakov arrives, he wanted Yehuda to set things up for Medrash Agadah, and Rashi quotes, lehorot lefanav le'takein lo beit Talmud. This is what he wanted, was that, that lo beit Talmud. He wanted Yehuda to make a yeshiva. Make a yeshiva in Egypt. Shemisham ho That from that yeshiva, uh, the law will be determined. People have shilas, they'll come in the ask, and it'll be determined. So we see that Yehuda had what was already special even before the confrontation between Yehuda and, and Yosef. But the confrontation between Yehuda and Yosef at the beginning of our parsha knocks the nail into the into the cover. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about that Yehuda had self-awareness, that he was able to see himself as standing opposite Yosef and determining that Malchut belonged to him. I would just like to uh, on the second page, you turn to the second page, just one second. There's an interesting idea, interesting idea, in the Tosefta and Masechet Brachot uh paragraph or in there i'm going to go through the whole thing but the sentence that i'm interested in you see which is highlighted in red now Mipnei yehuda the, the, the is willing to ask the question what did you do what did he have that was so special right Mipnei she'itzil Shne'emar, he saved his brothers from certain death. Shne'emar v'yom Yehuda el Echav ma'betzah. First of all, he said to his brothers, we're not making any money out of this. Let's sell him. It's uh, so, okay. So the way that Tosefta understands that is that Yehuda did what he could and what he was doing was saving his brothers from being guilty of of the death penalty. Amar lahem daya lazalah she tchaper al ha mechira al neiman lemalchut ella however there's a stronger reason that Yehuda was given malchut kingship it was his humility you will come instead of the of the child the young person so that the Tosefta the looked hard and said high and low to find out, what, what was it that Yehuda had? What was special about Yehuda? And he came to the conclusion, the came to the illusion that it was humility. And the humility, of course, came from his mother who called him Yehuda. And because of that, he could be classified as having the humility That leads to greatness, because we all know that Moshe Rabbeinu was called Anav Mikol Adam. He was the most humble. He's called Eved Hashem on several occasions. As is Yoshua Benun, but that's another matter. Humility is the most desirable quality of a king. I mean, the king is the one who is in danger of seeing himself extraordinarily superior. The lack of humility is a, is very common among people who easily think of themselves as being more important than other people, and certainly kings are in that category. That's why if you look at the parasha of Amalek, if you look at what the Torah has to say about a king, you understand that the Torah says that king has to be humble. He shouldn't have too many horses, he shouldn't have too many wives, and he should write the Sefer Torah and carry the Sefer Torah around with him. I mean, kingship from the point of view of humility is a most difficult enterprise and the tosefta said if you're looking for a factor or a feature that makes it possible to understand that makes it possible to understand that the king has to emphasize one meter more than the uh, any others that's the humility that he needs to have And even Yehuda, looking at Yosef in a less than humble manner, he was telling Yosef what had to be done, how they had to live, how they would have to do what their father wanted. All of that led the Tosefta to say, Yehuda had the humility which the Torah demands of a king. That's not to say that every king in Israel and in Yehuda had that humility, but it is only that Yehuda certainly had it. And that made him worthy at the time. Worthy at the time of becoming the king, king of Israel. So what we've sort of summarized is that the first parsha, in, in this pasha, the Shabuhabikates. Va'yigash. Va'yigash. I love Yehuda. This parasha Va'yigash, Yehuda acts as though kingship is already bestowed upon him. We know that Yehuda was Odaya, thanksgiving. The Tusefka said he had the humility. Yosef, Yosef uh, was not credited with bringing torah to mitzrayim or making torah possible in mitzrayim even though he learned with his father that's what the chazal said nevertheless it was yehuda who brought the torah to mitzrayim the yehuda who had the the uh, wherewithal to stand up as a king against the plan that yehuda that yosef had instig- instigated and so We have the birth of a a leader in our parasha, Yehuda, the son of Yaakov, the son of Yitzhak, the son of Abraham. Have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Shabbos. Be well.